This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, welcome along to my mate Sports Toaster. Oh my goodness, I, this is so brilliant. If I look at my diary today, it, it just says one thing, 11 o'clock, Annika Rice. Get in! Get in! Tom, you charmer. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> I've almost taken a screen grab of it just to oh, keep. shut up. It's so oh, wonderful. I'm so thrilled that you're here. Thank you so much for coming on, Annika. Well, I'm surprised your wife isn't by your side, or perhaps she is, because the last time we met, you... Mm. you she was like your umbilical cord. I was, I was worried you could actually function without her. Uh, she's, she's sitting here right now. Um, oh, good. Hi. What, what shall I say? Now? That's awkward. What should I say? Awkward. Oh yeah. Well, welcome to the podcast, Annika yeah. Rice. Yeah. What do I do next? No, I mean. So listen. Let me just give some more context here before I sound like some terrible beta male. Which, to be fair, I really am. Um, the reason she came up in conversation last time is because you came on my panel show on Radio Wales and slag, slagged off the Welsh choir that you used to be the president of. Well, just say I didn't did slag them off. Well, they slagged me off. They, they cancelled me. Yeah. It's the only thing that's cancelled me. <laughs> I'm just dead to them. It's, to be honest, Annika, it's quite trendy getting cancelled. It's quite in. I know. So... That's what my son said. Mm. They said it's hilarious, Mum. Just get over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but great. I've been harbouring a grudge for for a decade, well, really, but I'm now over it. It's almost like I've had therapy doing your show. Thank you. Well, that's thank what you. I'm here for. That's exactly yeah. what I'm here for. Well, that, so we talked about that on the panel show, but also uh, we talked about wild swimming, and I mentioned mentioned the fact my wife does wild swimming and you got very cross about that but but save the, the anger annika okay before you start because <laughs> i'm sounding like quite an angry person yes. there's two two things in a row i've actually been quite angry about i'm actually very mild you've just you know just, just caught me in a feisty mood tom i just you're very easily triggered by choirs and swimming that's all yeah they're, they're my only two triggers <laughs> in life um my therapist says never talk about choirs or swimming <laughs> And here we are. By oh your God. therapist, you mean me, right? Because that's what yeah. I've become now. Yeah. Okay. All right. yeah. So, look, here we go. We're going back into the, the, the wilds of your distant past, Annika. Yeah. Um, 2011, in fact, is when we're going back to. That's that's some of the earliest purchases that we've got here. Um, yeah. da- dangerously wacky. You know, we're opening up here, and this, this maybe this is a good insight into the real Annika Rice straight away. £3.20 on the 15th of November 2011 on a fart whistle. Ah, um, I am the mother of three sons, <laughs> is all I'll say to that. Um, and, and also a, a, a auntie to two nephews. And I just know that the way to a boy's heart is through a fart whistle. And, and do you know, actually, it's weird, weird I'm even saying that four-letter word because I really hate that word. It's not a word. It's only because 
there's whistle after it that it's sort of diluted it. I find it a, quite an offensive word. Yes. But I like the sound it makes on a whistle. I find that hilarious. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I don't I don't like the word fart. No, as well. no, don't. Let's not no, say it okay. anymore because so, I feel we've gone into an area. I'm going to add it to uh, choirs and wild swimming as my third It's so true. Thing to discuss. Yeah, okay, good. We're, yeah. we're making... Are you writing a... Should I get some sort of personal assistant in to take notes? <laughs> yeah, well, my, my personal assistant is my wife, so she's here taking the notes. Oh, she's there um, anyway. No, I, that is... It's so true. We've, it's very We're food. angering Annika Rice yeah. today. That's what the yeah. podcast is all about. But yeah. um, I've always said that. And so we say in our house... Yeah. When when there are when my children because I've got two boys, and um, a b- bottom burp is what I've gone for. Do, um, is that still I, gross? That's still gross. Mm. I would just say just don't do it. <laughs> and we have a dressing up box, which is I'm I'm a very sporty person, as you know, and I'm also quite a blokey girl. So I get up in the morning and I put on dungarees, grab a you know drill. Mm. and put up some shelves. My children, when they were small, would put on a fairy outfit, <sighs> throw open the uh, dressing up box oh. and do something, you know, it just, that was just because I, because I was so blokey, I, I didn't want to sort of put my sort of stamp on anything. So I just, that dressing up box was full of boy things and girl things yes. and everyone could just take their pick. On the whole, anything involving dressing up was on the girls' spectrum, mm. but where the boy bit came out was that whistle. It's a, it's a genius thing. It's a genius thing. So it's a mixture. You'd be in a fairy outfit, but then you'd have the whistle, which mm. would so somewhere in the middle they met and in that spectrum. I, I love this I because love. way ahead of you know this is probably a, a while back, but already you know who cares about gender roles? Who cares about gender stuff? Let's just get on. If you want to dress up, absolutely fine. Quite yeah. right too. Quite right too. No, my young, what my second son called himself Nicola Wendy for an entire year. And he even enrolled at nursery school. I said, do you mind just popping Nicola Wendy on his coat peg? Because that's what he is at the moment. Okay, go with it. Thank you very much. That's adorable. And then my youngest son had a Barbie nutcracker party when he was three, I think. And everyone, boys and girls in his class came in pink. Yes. And because he was very charismatic, they just went with it. They loved it. Mm. Everyone loves a bit of dressing up and pink's apparently quite a nice colour, though I've never worn anything pink in my entire life. But there was one little boy who arrived from another school, didn't get the memo, walked into this pink confection and freaked out. <laughs> what am I doing here? It's, it's so nice to hear that because, you, you know, you just take a kind of... With kids at that age, certainly, you just sort of let them find their own thing. I think so. Of course. And definitely. for all that we've done that with them, with our kids, like there's lots of dressing up and there is no... Um, imposition of any kind of gender stuff, whatever. And yet, my boys are the most boyy boys. It's football and cars and racing and, you know, all those things. And I really wanted to have nice, rounded, sensitive, you know, almost just gender neutral children, but they're just boys, boys. I would say mine are very not like that, which is, I'm quite relieved about oh, well because done. though I'm such a tomboy, I don't actually want to be surrounded by other tomboys. Who I'm knew that a fart I, whistle could get us onto a conversation about gender? I mean, I come know, on, but, come I on. know, but also there's a lot of talk about it now, with, you know, and I just think, gosh, you know, 30 years ago, I was just on it. Mm, (laughs) I was just all over it because I just I just felt anyway that uh, 
that was nice. Why you don't want to condition, force the, you know, those sort of. Um, I was always a bit nervous of that sort of dad thing of come on my boy and toss the child in the air and took mm. them to the pub under one arm and chuck them onto the rugby pitch. That was just terrifying to me. Mm. Good, yeah. good. I like the yeah. also the idea of getting a fart whistle. If they love it, presumably that's just like instead of a dog whistle, that's what you use to get them. If you want to call them down for dinner, just blow that. <laughs> Well, well, I don't know what we used it for, but anyway, uh, what what was also nice is that uh, from a very young age, you talk about na- nurture or nature, but from a very young age, they loved anything involving making films or plays or putting on performances or whatever. Fantastic. Um, and so while they were dressed as fairies or in a very tight mini dress with a Madonna wig on and her breasts, because we had a sort of conical fake madonna breast thing so picture them dressed as that while making some explosive device in the garden in a bucket (laughs) the best the best of all possible worlds what a childhood you gave them i think i was an amazing mother i know you you still are annika first of all but (laughs) do you ever feel like the like uh, as a sort of producer like you know the production you put on for them when we've done a good weekend with the kids and they've done all sorts of good things uh, i I feel like we've just put on a mini edinburgh show for them well, I am um, poor. My poor kids, because I just didn't want anything like a PlayStation in the house, or it, so there was never anything techy in the house at all. Mm. Nothing. There's no games. No. So uh, yes, they they and now they actually thank me for that because it did make them just endlessly read books and yeah. uh, you know create things for themselves and and because because as when I was a child that was so key to my childhood that thing of creating your own entertainment and being very independent with your with your needs and time yes um i think that's quite a good lesson to teach children so you're not dependent on some out outer stimulus all the time apart from a whistle of course apart from the fart whistle dinner time it's it's genius it's genius um i can see there's dressing up uh going on here look at this 15th of november 2011 actually on the same day you bought the fart whistle sorry for saying fart said it again uh the flare hair original visor a black visor with brown hair i could do with one of those yeah, that I, I've no idea. See, <laughs> I just wanted to place this dressing up box. Just had something for everyone in it. Yeah. And bearing in mind there would be some children who came round who didn't particularly want to put on one of my old Challenge Annika drum suits <laughs> and a Madonna bra. What is wrong with those kids? I, they had the option of a more manly uh, hairstyle. Mm. Mm, okay. And, and some dungarees or something. Yeah. yeah. Dreamy, so there's something dreamy. for everyone in that box. It, we, we, and we've still got the box and it still comes into its own. I have to say it's it's very much, you know, part of everyone's lives even now, all these years later. The dressing up box is still, even though your yeah. kids are a bit older now. It's a bit older, but we still go back into it whenever oh. there's, you know, there's so many opportunities to put on a madonna conical bra i can't tell you you just don't realize we're all we're all living our lives missing these opportunities to missing put on them. a madonna conical bra you're just so missing it so, is all i can say hang on, what are you saying if, if there was some sort of dinner party shea rice yeah w- w- what would the, it, it, after a few drinks would you be like oh come no. on well, how would it no. work doesn't work with adults the only time uh, it's ever uh, it's the only time it's ever worked with an adult mm. is when i was filming an edition of come dine with me are you familiar with this program of course Tom? yes yeah. what a format and all i can say at about one in the morning it got quite ugly when roland riveron found my <laughs> jumpsuit collection put one on 
And actually the police were called because he was running up and down the street outside in my jumpsuit shouting, stop the clock. And the next door neighbours, whose child had a GCSE German exam the following morning, called the police. And I don't blame her. (laughs) I'd have done the same. I had no idea he was doing this. We were carrying on chatting. And meanwhile, Roland was just off on one in my jumpsuit. Oh, Roland Rivron. As if I didn't already love him enough. Oh, yeah. what a what a human! So was that outside your house that he did that? Yeah, yeah, up and down the street. Did you have to apologise is... to the neighbours for Roland oh, Riveron? Endlessly. <laughs> I mean, I'm I, I'm still almost doing it to this day because I feel I changed the um, outcome of that poor girl's German GCSE. Well, well, that's what I was going to say. Imagine if that poor girl was planning on you know doing German at university, where she might have spent a year in Berlin and, and met the love of her life. At Roland Riveron has just shut that whole thing down. Yeah, luckily she's now sort of, you know, prancing around with Ramesh Ranganathan, I think, somewhere or other. So it's all fine. Oh, wow. She, she didn't go down the German route. Oh, fine. Okay. Double R's. It's all about the comedians with double R's. Okay. All right. Listen, uh, yeah. 2014, September 2014. Uh, now, this is good. This is a big part of your life, Annika, which people may not know so much about. Uh, we've got some golden fluid acrylic paint gone for teal a little bit of teal and a little bit a little bit of red um tell us tell us why you're buying the papers well you i had to, when i was um you know going through my account i would say 90 percent of the items were paint mm. in various guises or dye mostly color blue of all different shades under the sun i'm obsessed with well i paint anyway so i i another um side of my life is i paint Paintings, you know. You went to art school, um, didn't you? I went to art school, oh. and I and I that that's what I do. But I also, in the same way that other people might wake up and fantasize about going to the pub and having a pint, I just wake up planning what I'm going to ch- transform that day. I am an upcycler. In an obs- I would say I'm going to add it to my therapy list, Tom, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. because it is a problem. Because, I mean, yesterday, even yesterday, yeah. I painted a breadboard blue <laughs> and a coal scuttle. <laughs> I paint every- I've painted the flagstones in the garden. Has everything disappeared? Because everything's yeah, because everything's blue. <laughs> I've painted the bathroom blind. Uh, my whole room got painted the other day. Did you know you can just go over bathroom tiles, completely change, change you know, the whole mood? Um, and I have a downstairs loo, which is like my mood board. So, you know, when kids, family come around, friends, they, they can't wait to have a pee just to see where we are at the moment. Ah, that's As amazing. they sit and have a pee. Because it might, it might be a restful blue, could be an angry orange. Yes, yes. Yeah. But then, but then I didn't stop there. During lockdown, I discovered leather dye and and started anything that was leather was. was I did a whole poof. Oh. Have you not ever dyed? No, anything? I feel I feel like I'm missing out oh. now. But 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 okay. Here's my question: Do you not get the? Um, who is it? Was it was it uh, King Alexander? Alexander when you when he stood on the edge of the lands and realised he had no more to conquer. Is there not a moment when you're like? Oh, I've I've done everything. I've got nothing else to do. No. There's always something, is there? There's always something else to do. There's always something else to do. The the um, loose covers of my sofa went in the mm. other day. The thrill is, what you buy is you buy a little um, pot, little canister that you yes. place in the washing machine with your said item, uh-huh. and you do it on a wash cycle. And you, I sit and watch it like um, going to the cinema. <laughs> as as I even I even I dyed a, a hammock. <gasps> 
nothing. I just love it. I've got. I think this is a t- sitting by a washing machine watching no, some of that. Yes. Don't you think there's a TV format here where I could go around and just trans make someone's house a completely different colour, yes. whether they liked it or not? No, yes. I, I'm. All, I have always been, and the, and the colour things, you know, really important to me. I, you know. I, I'm always painting rooms. You know, I never get a decorator and I, I paint myself and I, I really enjoy it. It's not like a, a chore to me. It's just that moment where you dip your brush into that colour mm. and then do your first stripe. To me, I've never taken LSD, don't need to. No, no. And have you always been like this? Were you like this as a kid? That kind of yeah. energy? Because we know you as being full of energy. Yeah. But to hear you doing this, you're like, oh, that's the real thing. This is the real deal. This no, isn't this someone is who just real... comes alive when the camera's on. This is someone who's no, got No, this it is inside. someone who paints a lot. And yeah. even as a child, you know, my diaries, because I wrote a diary every year from about the age of eight, even on my birthday, all my friends bought round blue presents, which I wouldn't have remembered or known about if I hadn't sort of kept the diary. But the sweetest thing is when my dad, who had very bad dementia in mm. his you know, very much later years, late yeah. 80s, um, sort of Alzheimer's. And uh, the the way I communicated with him was very gently sort of easing into his world, which was which was like being on a major sort of, again, LSD trip, frankly, because mm. there was always a sort of spy sitting in a chair or something. But one way we could really communicate was I'd take along my um, swatches, my Dulux trade swatches of colour. Yeah. And we'd go through all the colours going, would you like a tie in that colour, Dad? Oh. Or that would make a nice jumper. And we'd just hours pointing at colours, working out things. And it was just a lovely way for us to communicate. Yes. And then one day I said to him, Dad, do you know what my name is? And he looked at me for a long time and then went, Dulux. Oh. oh so, so I'm sad. now known as Dulux in my family. Yes, yes. It's a bittersweet because it was very sweet, and I, you know, I, to my mind, being able to communicate through colour and yeah. paint, which is so much part of me, was sort of brought it full circle. Yeah, it's such. I mean, it's just the most important language, and we're surrounded by it all the time, and we forget. Yeah. We forget. Yeah. Are you a colour person, Tom? No, Have you got, I don't. Does, I don't feel I am particularly. I feel like I just feel like a bit of a. Like that's part of me that I haven't really switched on. I'm not very, I'm not oh. very arty, Annika. I've never Are been you a bit good. At... Beige in your house. <laughs> I think. Do you know what? Gun. I'm a bit. Well, I'm just a bit. I'm a bit more grey or sort of gunmetal oh. blue or you know that sort of deep. I'm disappointed. Yes, I know. I know. I feel bad. I feel bad. I've never been any good at art. I've never been able to draw. No, can I just say I don't think this has got anything to do with being good at art. It's just that colour is such a transformative thing. It can just make you feel so happy. Yes. Yeah, no. Colour me happy. I well, I think I do wear a lot of red. I oh, that's good. I like red because of Wales and Liverpool. So I, I've, a lot of my clothes are red. So yeah. and I like that colour. Maybe there you go. Maybe I'm developing an opinion on colour as we speak. I, I like so. red. What, what colour are your sitting room walls? She said quite hesitantly. So, I have no idea. Literally no idea. No white. <gasps> uh, white. We did a white thing when we moved back in with just just so we could just white, cover yeah. up all the disaster of the kids. I think we'll change it up when the kids get a bit yes. older. But yeah. um, I, it's an interesting thing. My kids are five and eight. And the number of times I've had this conversation in the last couple of years, because they are both really tuned into art, is, Daddy, what's your favourite colour? Mine is green. Kids, one of the first topics kids bring up. What is your favourite colour? There you go. Yeah. 
All right, okay, let's all bring that back into our lives. Next time you're sitting down at a dinner party dressed up uh, as Madonna, start asking yeah, can I just say what favourite colour is. Yep. When I have a dinner party, you oh, you're yep. saying that to your audience. I, I was telling my audience that. <laughs> right. I was telling my audience that, but, but also I'm enjoying you leaping in to defend yourself and I'll cut that out. So We're just, we're just going to create the lie through the edit that you are constantly dressed up as Madonna with the conical bra. Okay, look, we're moving on, Annika Rice, into yeah. uh, late 2014 now, September 2014. Um, the Piano Specimen Sight Reading Test. This is grade six and grade seven. Uh, for sight reading is this is this uh, something that's part of your life music well my kids uh i didn't have any luck uh you know with my kids doing sporty things i like to do like tennis or whatever so uh but they they did tune into piano a lot and i was very musical as a child and sang in the choir and all that sort of stuff mm. and so um piano was something you know I did with them and and that was quite an enjoyment thing but I hadn't played myself um since I was 11 okay. but I had sort of helped them with their you know sight reading or whatever um and then there came a moment and, and why I gave up when I was 11 which I think is why a lot of kids stop the piano is it's very intimate being in those tiny little <sighs> piano cells with the teacher that you feel yes. uncomfortable with. Do you remember yes. that? Oh my Tom? God. I, I can't say his name, but I had a teacher. Yeah. Good God, Annika Rice, you've yes. really put your finger on something there. Yeah. And I, you know, I've never quite expressed it like that. And he used to sit next to me and I, I couldn't stand. He made my skin crawl. Yeah. He had an incredibly hairy nostrils and he used to take, he had loads of, and to this day, to this day, Annika, I gave up when I was 11. I, I played, uh, uh, got lessons from him between the age of seven and 11. And he used to take all his rings off before he started playing and he put the, he put these bits of metal at the end of the piano mm. i hate i don't have any jewel, i don't have any wedding ring on i don't have an, a watch i cannot stand metal on hands and fingers and it's all because that man made my skin yes. crawl because of the intimacy I, yes yeah well i had i had a a piano teacher who just loved me so desperately and she'd when I had my foot on the hard pedal she'd put her foot on top of mine and then she'd play a waltz and want me to dance around the room honestly the whole thing and I just uh you know I couldn't carry on which I've you know as an adult all those things you regret you think oh why did I give that up anyway I had a situation quite recently when I was approached by this amazing um, concert pianist called Lucy Parnham who every year puts on a sort of Christmas recital at King's Place in North London in front of you know hundreds of people and for some reason she'd heard I played the piano though obviously I don't and she said would you like to contribute and I said yes. Oh my goodness! What are you thinking? It, what were you thinking? That's because it was oh. Christmas, and when she talked to me, it was March, and I thought <laughs> I've got six months to learn a piece. Mm. And and as you know, I like Jeopardy, and I like yeah. a challenge. You like to be challenged. There you go. I really do though, because I really respond to that terror. Yeah. And I started slowly 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 I'd get up at five in the morning so no kids no one ever heard me play because I was traumatized I couldn't my hands were like um, my fingers were like great fat bananas you know it wasn't working as a as a system at all it took took me I couldn't couldn't do it couldn't do it well because when you played a piano when you were small the piano hasn't changed size but your fingers have so it's true you're going to feel 
But also that was a long time ago and it was only up to sort of grade 11 and this was much more advanced and the whole thing, you know, it was very difficult. Anyway, I was too embarrassed to even go to a teacher because it brought back, it flooded back all the feelings of humiliation and Mm. inadequacy until at last it got to about November and I was really panicking because I just couldn't move it forward at all. You know, I'd got to a certain point, I'd learnt it, but I couldn't play it in a beautiful way like it sounded when I put it on YouTube. So in the end, I I plucked up courage and I rang up my son's piano teacher and said, could I just come and play this to you and just, could you help me? She said, of course, you know, you've left it quite late, but come along. Anyway, I went along and played. I crashed my way through this piece. And at the end, she just wrote one word on the top of my sheet music, which was Enderil. And I thought, oh, what does that mean? More slowly, more quickly? And she said, no, it's the name of some beta blockers. (laughs) You are going to need a fistful of these to get you through. I love that so much. I know. Is that that Italian for gently? No, no. My name's Jason Fleming. The More Than My Past podcast will see me talking to a wide range of inspiring people. People who have confronted and overcome addiction or imprisonment or both and turn their lives around. I did mad things that was hurting myself and hurting other people. Everybody grows up in a house called normal. Heroin addiction and chaos was my normal. Some people don't understand the word moderation and uh, I was definitely one of those people. The More Than My Past podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. All right, let's crack on now, Annika. We're going into 2015 now. Uh, 1st of March, uh, the Pro Deck Painters, Decorators, White Work, Bib, and brace overalls, lovely white overalls yeah. there. I, I assume yeah. you've dyed those blue? Well, they are blue now because they're covered in blue paint. <laughs> so same, same thing. Okay, okay good, good. Yeah. Um, it just looks like there's been some awful accident with many Smurfs. Um, and uh, also on the 4th of March 2015, look at this. It's £37 on two pairs of swimming goggles. The iSwim Pro swimming goggles with anti-fog technology. What, well, why would you not? Why would you not? Well, I swim more. I live by the sea. So Where are you, please? Where about In the Isle of Wight. Aha, uh-huh. okay. Yeah. And I swim. I managed to swim uh, last year right up till the 1st of December in the sea without 
no, you know, it felt more, you know, it was fine even mm. without a wetsuit. And then unfortunately, uh, the circuit was broken because I, I went back to London um, until, you know, after Christmas till Boxing Day. So I had to sort of suddenly three weeks in London. Right. And um, I, I broke the circuit of feeling that the sea wasn't going to kill me because <laughs> yes. it's very cold in the winter. So I the, the, the goggles I buy anyway, because I, I, I swim with my head down, crawl. But I then bought, you'll see on my Amazon thing, there's no end of sort of wetsuits coming and going with me, uh-huh. trying them out, sending them back, trying another one. So not trying them out in the sea, I have to say. Just, just in case. Them out. Yeah, just, just in case anyone's listening. Just trying them on yeah, yeah, yeah. to see if I can get them on. Have you ever tried to get a wetsuit on? God, it's un- I, I, I haven't because I have, well, actually, no, do you know what? I have, I put a wetsuit on. I did so. I did a surfing video in New Zealand a couple of years ago. What? I, yeah, mad, isn't it? Weird. God, I, yeah. Don't don't ask. And why? Well, because I was out there doing some uh, work for my radio station that I work on, and I had to go and do some kind of adverts for New Zealand. So they made me do loads of lovely things. It was one of the greatest nice. trips of my oh. life, Annika. Every now and again, oh, a jolly comes along. For, oh, I went there once for twenty four hours. I loved it. Twenty four hours. Yeah. It's a long way to go for only 24 I know. Hours. I once went to Australia twice in a week. I mean, literally, <laughs> I, flew to, back. I flew to Sydney on Monday, did the job, flew back and, and then had to do another job in London on Thursday and then flew back to Adelaide on Saturday. No. When was that? Well, I was when my career was at its peak of peakness, I was just so bloody busy. Yeah. I mean, it's just insane. It was just an insane schedule. So... Uh, New Zealand, I would love to return to, because everywhere I've been has just been a whirlwind. I don't actually. I no, remember I going imagine. to Rotorua to the yes, you know where it stinks. It's, it does smell. It smells yeah. awful. Rotorua, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's um, my clothes smelt of Rotorua for uh, the week after. Everything in my suitcase. Yeah, stank. it's a weird scene there, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's built on a basically a, a, a crack, and in fact, all of New Zealand's on a kind of uh, is is on a. Uh, what's it called where the two different continental Shelf? shelves shelves something like that anyway it's all built on a it's very uh, fret oh no it's a fault. Fault. Uh, fault thank you fault, fault. yeah five points Gryffindor uh, it's uh, it's all built on a big fault line and there's bits of New Zealand where that opens up and Rotorua is one of them and it's they've got all these um, huge vents these geezers geezers there you go geezers yes I knew there was a word there uh, and we're, the geezers we're all over this we, we should do some sort of geography programme we're so where we just shout words we remember um, floodplain floodplain um, and uh, they, they basically the geezers are like uh, filthy filthy kettles just just steam that stinks of, of, of sodium coming out the whole time it, yeah. ab- sulfur not sodium sulfur yeah. absolutely reeks well if, if this was our last bit of chat you'd link it back nicely oh, yeah, to go the on. first item oh, the f- you? basically nature's fart whistle oh, don't say that word we're not sorry, doing the word i'm so sorry but you teed me up my matey Let's have a look at 2016, Annika. Gosh, what are we going to have? I now? mean, it's, look, it's it's, it's like, like it is oh, exhausting. Yes, isn't it? yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, therapy is. Yeah, therapy is exhausting. You know, we're finding out a lot about you, and hopefully, yeah. you're, you know, you're finding out huge amounts about you as well. Yeah. Um, actually, this is all confirming what we've already already found out. Look, we've got this Chopin, 
Chopin ballads. Oh, that was it. Yeah, that was when I bought the music and yeah. I got the stool, as yeah. they say. Very nice. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got a wash and dye powder. Uh, this is yeah. the blue jeans or yeah. Bahama blue. You're absolutely yeah. right. Look at this. Yeah. All the blues, all of the blues. Um, oh, this is good. Look, £34 on the 14th of October 2016 uh, on a 66 fit i don't know what that really means mini trampoline a 37 inch exercise aerobic <sighs> fitness bounce rebounder yeah mm-hmm. i love my rebounder do you still I, use I, it i'd used it before i did this interview no way okay i think it is the best um you know how you go through life trying out lots of different things of course as an exercise thing and, and i have a, a lot of energy and and so i really enjoy exercise it's never a chore you know for most people keeping fit would be hideous but mm. i quite enjoy it for some reason anyway this little trampoline um and a personal trainer not that i've ever had one myself but a friend you know who was one gave me this tip and i i do it sort of two or three times a week and i just feel it really keeps me uh, fit and it involves um high interval training on the on the mini trampoline so what do you actually do then do you, i mean do you just, i'm just sort of picturing all all i've got in my head is you now wearing something blue in your blue garden with the blue slabs underneath blue. you jumping up and down but there's more to it than that i suppose well not a lot all right okay. uh, <laughs> That sums up, honestly. Uh, so uh, I do. Do you literally want to hear what yes, I please. do? Yes, please. Okay. Oh, we're all about the detail on this podcast. Okay. Yeah. We do uh, 30 seconds running on the spot so fast that you judder, you, Oof. you know, you, you can barely breathe Oof. after 30 seconds. You've got to really force yourself. Yeah. And then you have half, then you have a minute off completely Great. so your heart rate goes down then you do 30 seconds again incredibly fast then a minute off and you just keep doing that 30 seconds on a minute off 30 seconds on a minute off until 11 minutes has passed on your timer done and that's it and the best thing this personal trainer said to me is you shouldn't even do this more time uh, more than two times a week which has to be music to your ears oh, that, that 11 minutes a couple of times a week is a pretty good way of Yes. Keeping that. And what it does, it keeps your cardio up, you know, because I always find it amazing that I can sort of run, a, you know, I go for lots of runs and things. Mm. And I always think, I don't know how I can do that, really, because it's not like I run enough to. But it's because I do this inter- interval training. It is all about your heart speeding up and slowing down, isn't it? Yeah, this is that the thing. is the new thing, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And I think, I'm sorry to say this, Anna, but I think it's called something like... <laughs> Do you know what this is called? It's it's a Nordic thing. Interval Ooh. training is called... It's called fart training. <laughs> Shut up. No, he's gone. It's gone too far. No, 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 no. I, I promise you. It's, so I, I'm so sorry. It's called fartlek training. <laughs> Uh, don't well this again is a very good time to wind up the interview as, a, as a, <laughs> there's so many outs for you to choose know, for this interview I, I mean you could leave me at any point you are a dr- <laughs> you're a dream interviewee you really are yeah I'm just um, oh you're giving God. me all these outs uh, it's called fartlek training but it is true it's all about the bit because I go running and I can run for you know an hour and feel great and do 10k and feel great but but as soon as you get me playing football when I've got to speed up and slow down I yeah. am so yeah. Unfit. Well, the thing is, I always think it's such a shame we lose that childlike wonder. Mm. And, you know, I love being around tiny, you know, small children, toddlers, right? And I enjoy, I love their energy yeah. and their enthusiasm. And they're just, they're 
joy, joie de vivre, you know, and we, ha- we have to find that as adults. And if you watch a child, they'll go, oh, I wonder what's at the top of that hill and run all the way up and then stop and get distracted by a daisy. And then they'll go, I'll race you to the top of that tree. And again, there's a spurt of energy and it's all that, you know, stop, start, stop, start. And, mm. and so, and I think as an adult that, um, provokes your you know what's the word uh encourages your growth hormone apparently mm. so it, it it it's good for you you know mm. uh, it, uh it's just get, trying to sort of get 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 in touch with the inner child tom oh it's basically. what we want to do i also am yeah. i okay to send my kids down to the isle of wight to you for a couple of weeks i do yeah just your whole approach it's we could do a bit of on. we could do a bit of fun and running and i we could do a bit of painting yes that's what i'm saying all, yeah. all that dressing up and dressing up. and crucially getting them in yeah. front of the books and here we are 15th of october you have bought one of i've got one of these and i love it so much a four led book light Oh, well, that was very funny. That wasn't for what you imagined. Oh, oh, I love snuggling up with the book light. Okay, come on, what have you got it for? But I actually bought it because I was working on... (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, I've never told this story because it does make me look a very... Mind you, I've never told any of the stories. I'm just mortified by this whole interview so far. Anyway. Yes, please. It's going very well. (laughs) uh, So I bought this because I was working on a painting expedition, exhibition called Exposure, which was... So it, it was about the exposure people feel as entertainers, entertainers and the exposure I felt being judged painting them. It was it was deep, Tom, I think wow. you'll find. So, for yeah. example, I'd go into Central School of Ballet and sit in rehearsal rooms and paint during rehearsals mm. and then have to suffer the... You know, what was mortifying for someone someone like me basically quite shy for people to come up and say can we see what you've done and then go oh (laughs) anyway the whole thing was about confronting that two-way relationship between artist and performer and one of the things I wanted to do was paint live during a theatre performance and the Kinks musical Sunny Afternoon was on in the West End and I asked the company manager if if, it, if there was a quiet matinee, if I could take all my paints along, put down uh, dust sheets and paint in the box, you mm. know, while the performance was going on and create some very spontaneous paintings wow. live. Yeah. So it's like a live performance for me as a painter. Incredible. Anyway, I went along, set it all up. Company manager came in and said, you're right there, Annika, this is so exciting. We'll, we'll all come along at the interval and see how you've done. And I set it all up and I was thrilled. You know, the audience looked, you know, how, you know, how beautiful theatres look for mm. the lights. Mm. And of course, then what happened <laughs> was the lights went down. Couldn't see a bloody thing. Couldn't even see my paintbrush. <laughs> so you just had to sit there. I sat in the even... pitch black. <laughs> I sat. I was mortified. Did you not? No. Did nobody anticipate that? No. Well, I was on my own. I didn't. I was more. So they came in the interval, and I. I'm like, honestly, I think I've already said something that was the most humiliating moment of my life. Perhaps it involved the piano, but this, I think, is a close second. So, the, um, did you have a blank? Was, did you have a blank canvas? Did you done anything? Blank. I, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't see. I couldn't even. You know, you're in darkness, aren't you? In the theatre, that's the whole point. You're in darkness. Yeah. The stage is lit up. So I then had to say, "Don't." 
can we just not discuss this? Can I just walk out now and come back in a couple of weeks when I've got some lighting organized, oh. which was when I bought the miner's helmet light, went back and produced some very nice work. But Fine. Okay. that yeah. first one, oh my God, oh. how mortifying. That is, I mean, it's very important for an artist to understand light. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, so, oh, I love that. I love that audience members sitting there going, Who, who's that seeing in the darkness? with a canvas that's just Anna Carice okay. but it was the way I you know went oh I've got the you know put the dust sheets down I just took over this mm. whole box and made it my little studio mm. <gasps> loved you, in all the paints do, oh. do you do this is this a is this a regular theme in your life obviously it's only one story so I don't want to construe too much but I find I'm I'm very childish I have a very childlike energy shall we say I'm very bouncy mm. I'm very enthusiastic yeah and it often means that I don't quite think things through and I've had innumerable LED light type moments like this is this a common thread for you or is this unusual no. are you usually pretty much I would say I, I haven't been caught out in quite such an utterly ridiculous way before <laughs> um, and on the whole I find my spontaneity has led to interesting things I think you know, it's really good to be spontaneous in life because it's like uh, it's like that's again, which is what I say to the to the kids or anyone who ever asked bothered to listen <laughs> is you know life is like those sliding door moments and you've just got to just got to trust fate and just, you know, absolutely bluster forward and see where the adventure takes you. Yes, yeah. Even if it's it is really a, important a, a pitch, pitch black theatre. And do, th- do things that you can't do just to scare yourself. I've done that a lot. Yes, yes, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah. uh, let's... Sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah. Gosh, no, it's, it's just... It's... <laughs> Who knew that Amazon? I mean... I know, I know. But you, but you must admit, looking through my... Um, Amazon history is quite boring because it is paint, dungarees, a bit more paint. Oh, some more paint. No, incorrect. It's absolutely not boring at all. 2nd of September 2019, you've bought some bovine hydrolyzed (laughs) collagen protein powder. You've you've bought cow powder. So how could you possibly say this isn't interesting? Oh, God, that was... Oh, I've got a very funny string of purchases around the time I did Strictly Come Dancing. Uh-huh. Talk about yes. terrifyingly doing something that you just shouldn't do, mm. basically, because you literally can't dance. And I know everyone always says on Strictly, oh, I can't dance. And then ping, they miraculously have their own tap shoes. I mean, what? Anyway, yep. um, I found this the most extraordinary experience in my life honestly it was really the most weird thing I've ever come across but the bit I didn't expect was how broken I'd be Mm. (laughs) for someone who's very fit oh my goodness I think it depends on on your partner to be honest because I think some partners do a a lot of limbering up before you even start training because you're sometimes training for 10 hours a day And, and then there's a sort of lumber down afterwards but we didn't Kevin and I just had a sausage roll and went for it. And you know? carried on. So then, is this why you bought the um, bovine powder to I eat? Bought that, I bought anything. <laughs> uh, Kath Tilsley, who was like our sort of uh, nanny, she kind of told us every day what we should be getting. So I've also got um, things to wrap around my back that were heated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. ice packs. A heat pad. Uh, yeah, you got a heat pad here, £20. Uh, what's that, curcumin... Uh, Bioperine by LLS, highest quality t- turmeric, 
extract. Turmeric's meant yeah. to be very good for inflammation and it swelling. Is. Do you know what? I looked it up the other day. because uh, The turmeric thing, I was like, oh, is that one of those nonsense things? And cumin and all that stuff. Um, and it is actually scientifically anti-inflammatory. That's actually true. It's not one of those well, nonsense ones. It works. I mean, I was so broken, I'd get back to, I'd limp back home and have to get into a ice cold bath, you know. And, and honestly, you know, I don't know whether... I've spoken to lots of people and, and they've also had quite a lot of injuries. I think I think on the whole, the, the experience is, is in theory so joyful. Yes. You, you forget thing, things like that. It's like childbirth. You just forget yes, the action. Yes. But I was in a physio for, for three months afterwards because I had such bad whiplash on my neck. Well, from, from Strictly? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, so because um, in the, the last dance I did when I was voted out, I had this terrible whiplash injury, in oh. re- you know, all through the week, rehearsing these lifts I had to do and things. And then in rehearsals, just it, it got, you know. But the thing is, adrenaline's an extraordinary thing, and you're so high on adrenaline, you yeah. don't actually realise how injured you are. Yeah, you're throwing you your body around. Things. How many weeks did you do it for? I'd like to say just enough, really. I did about, I had to learn. No, no. I mean, all in all, because you there's so many, there's such a build up to it. You have to do group dances. So I, you know, it felt like a good month of, of stuff, you know. Yeah. Anyway, it was an experience, but that's why. Because when you watch that show, own. most of the injuries happened to marriages. Uh, rather- yes. Well, no, there were there were masses of injuries. I mean, Jamie Lang Ling mm. uh, injured his foot before we even, you know. Yes, on, I remember, of course. And he so he out. didn't yeah. even make it. There yeah. will Bailey, who mm. has uh, fused ankle bones anyway, uh, was given a, a routine where he had to sort of jump from a table, which isn't necessarily the most sensible thing to do if you've got ankle issues. Yeah. You know, quite fundamentally in Will's case, so he was in. He was in hospital in a physio. You know, it's just, I think it's sort of part of it. But And were they know. good afterwards when you were going to, you go for physio for whiplash? And whiplash oh. is famously nasty yes. as well. Well, luckily, like, the, the um, Strictly Physio used to run a whiplash clinic, so he was all over it. Oh, no, they, they were, you know, they did, um, you know, they'd send a car to pick me up and take okay. me to the clinic and back. But it was, yeah. it brought you, it brings you down very low because I've never really been badly injured in my life, considering all the, lunatic um, stunts <laughs> and things I've done uh, but it brings you very low because I, I honestly wondered whether I'd ever recover you know mm. I got quite depressed afterwards but anyway it's How, what do you do when you have those low moments because we all have those low moments with careers and of course you know things like the Romanian orphans and stuff like that they, how, how do you separate that professional life and it's difficult when especially when you're done strictly and your body has taken the battering it's difficult to to sort of uh, recharge I'd imagine yeah, it is difficult, isn't it? I mean, some, on some jobs, it's very easy. You were talking about Romania and um, Chana Janica. That was very difficult to, se- to separate because I was so invested in these projects and have been for the last 30 years. You know, they're not a sort of quick fix program that you just go, okay, lads, that yeah. was fun. Yeah. You know, they're, they're big issues, big projects. And so I've stayed in touch with those people for 30 years, you know, so that's sort of part of my life's work, if you like. So mm. some things you can just uh, wave goodbye in a cheery way and think, God, that was mad. 
Mm. I mean, obviously, I'm going to take a lot from our chat today, Tom. <laughs> you know, that's going to be one I think about for a very long time. It's not going to just well, be on we'll, to the next we'll, thing this afternoon. <laughs> will that will that thought be, why did I agree to do this? <laughs> it was so nice to chat to you. I, well, ditto. Absolutely ditto. And look, we're crashing into 2020 now, Annika. Okay, which, oh, of course, right. the year of lockdown. And this is a year when we really see a lot of, um, you know, in Amazon uh, ver- Veritas, <laughs> I guess, during lockdown. Yeah, you see, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You see the uh, the truth about people, and look at this! Look at this! Smith, what? Fifteenth of August, twenty twenty, a Smithy's scrub nurse costume. Oh yes, have you? Well, back to the dressing up box. Back really, to the dressing up again, aren't we? One thing we didn't have in the dressing up box was a nurse outfit, and right. I just—I'm not sure I could even tell you this story, but I just needed a young girl that I know to put on a nurse's outfit and when various people arrived to be there at the front door with a tray of pills. <laughs> okay, I'm not sorry. What were the what were the pills? <laughs> Any, that was irrelevant. They weren't for actual consumption. Okay. It was just the vibe. Right, this just the vibe. The, oh I want to go to an Annika party. That's just it wasn't even a party really. <laughs> yeah, I can't even tell you. It was more of a meeting but um Anyway, she 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 rose to the challenge. Her name's Georgie. Right. She's fifteen, and she looked great in the nurse's outfit. And when everyone arrived, she said, "It's very nice for you to come. How are you feeling? Would you like to sit here? And would you like a blanket?" It wasn't a Narcotics Anonymous meeting, was it? Let's just make that clear. I'm just not even gonna, not even gonna go there. <laughs> Obviously, not a Narcotics Anonymous. That would just not very mysterious. Very if yeah. you think you can work out why Annika Rice had a 15 year old girl dressed as a nurse on her doorstep, give us a tweet at ToasterPod. Uh, let's see if some people. Yeah. I don't think anyone will get that one. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, look at this: two hundred and fifty pounds on a wetsuit. You've got to go expensive for wetsuits. You've got to go yeah. expensive. Never worn it. Ah. Sent it back. No. Uh, because I realised I didn't like swimming in a wetsuit. I like the feeling of sea, uh, you know, against my skin. That, to my to my mind, is swimming. Oh, so really? um, I don't. I'm not. I don't do the wetsuit vibe. So what do you make of the the legions of dry robbers who are hitting various wild swimming places at the moment? Are you a bit of a? Are you are you, are you a bit of a I was here first kind of vibe? No, not at all. I think it's great because I really think swimming is such a glorious thing. I just sort of slightly get, you know, amused slash. Slightly annoyed. Here we go. Here by we go. people it's calling a trigger. it just triggering, triggering a wild, yeah, yeah. wild swimming. It's gag for a swim. <laughs> it's wild, but they're I swimming just, in the wild like a whale or a dolphin. They're in the were, wild. Yes, Annika. fair enough. I suppose if you were in Alaska, I think honestly you could call that wild swimming. But if you're going for a swim in the sea, mm. that's going for a swim. If you're going for a swim in the river. That's going for a swim. All right, all right. Here's, so, a, here's you, a pitch. Annika, Annika Rice has to has to admit this is a TV series. We okay. take you swimming until you finally admit this is wild swimming. So we just oh, take. That would be good. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We just take you around the world <laughs> until you finally say, "Yeah, yeah." To be fair, as you're on the to horn, the, the Cape Horn, whatever it's called. There, yeah. This is wild. This is wild. exactly. But the the we we just over you know. I use adjectives a bit freely these days, I think. Everything's got a sort of name and a, a number and a okay. title, whereas, uh, you know, basically it's going for a swim, so which you, is how it all started 
when we first met with your wife. It is indeed. She's been for indeed. a wild swim. She'd been for a wild swim and you were very angry about that. Wild oh. swim in her local pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Actually, when we uh, met, I was recording from Cornwall and she'd been for a wild swim, a wild swim at uh, the uh, Bude Lido. Which yeah, and, that's a Lido. No, but it goes that's out to the wild. sea. But it goes yes, out to the sea. But it's, it's a domestic swim. I mean, it's just a swim that people do. That's not why Wilds has got to involve oh. some sort of jeopardy. You're listening to Anger Annika with me, Tom Price. <laughs> this is a new series as well. Um, June twenty twenty, lots more paints. Here she is, Dulux, quick dry paint. Here we've got white, got more white, lots of white. Sea grass as well, lovely colours there. Um, hiking shoes for women, which you returned July 2020. Those went back. Oh. So. Perhaps, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know, can't, I can't even remember that. Um, perhaps they just weren't quite right because I do lots of walking, so they've got to feel mm. the business, really. Mm. You're so yeah. you're so active, Annika. I mean, of course you are. Of course, this is I know. Do you know, I think I am, actually. Mm. Mm. I think I am. I think I've tried to pretend I'm not, but actually I am. I just, I'm like, well, like you were saying, you you know, you feel you're quite a bouncy person. I'm very sort of like Tigger. Yes. T- oh, that's, yeah, I'm a Labrador. I'm a Labrador. Nice to meet you, Tigger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, look at this. Uh, December 2020, heading into that weird Christmas that was lockdown Christmas. Uh, yeah. Smarty Pants personalised Star Baker apron. Is that a present? Oh, well... You know, I did Bake Off last, I did Bake Off a few months ago, but it went out in April, though I recorded it right in the middle of lockdown, you know, when they would have been having to do very careful sort of COVID tests and bubbles and goodness knows what. And I only had a week, um, that 10 days notice that I was going to do the show. I So the producers rang me on the Monday and said, we'd love you to take part in Bake Off, you know, for cancer. Um, And it's one of my favourite shows. So I I was like thrilled on one hand and then on the other hand, terrified for reasons unexplained. But they rang that same day, that afternoon to say, so what will your showstopper be? You know, I had no time to plan it, think it. Anyway, and it was particularly funny because uh, we're in the the throes of uh, getting a new kitchen. And so the oven doesn't actually work. So I couldn't try anything out at all so i was i had to just free fall into bake-off anyway um it was a it was hilarious i just decided the only way to gain any favor was to uh paint a portrait of paul that he would love and uh display it within my creation so i did some shoe buns and put colors of paint on the top of each shoe bun in different colors and put them on a palette artist palette So there were blobs of paint on the artist's palette and on an easel was this painting I'd done of Paul and he absolutely loved it. I mean, Of course he did. He absolutely loved it so much and I just knew at that point I would be Star Baker. I just knew I'd clinched it in the first bake. But what what I did also, which wasn't shown, Mm. uh, which I don't know why, but I whipped off the painting at the end and underneath there's Prue stark naked (laughs) except for a pair of red glasses. And for some reason, that didn't hit the watershed <laughs> sensibilities. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, I love it. And both of them loved their painting so much and were talking about it all day and asked to take them home and everything. So I just knew I'd clinched it in that one thing, nothing to do with my baking, which, you know, couldn't practice. Yes. Because I love Prue. I have fierce love for Prue. Yeah. And so when I whisked off uh, Paul's painting and underneath there she was stark, as I just said, 
what goes on in the green room oh. screens in the green room proof. So so has Prudy got a, got she's got a an anachronism. She's, she's got that. Yeah. Didn't make original. the original. Didn't make Weirdly. the edit. Oh. I know. But you know what? So, now we yeah. know it's there. We're all now picturing Prudy naked. So that's a great thing. Yeah. Annika, I'd Prudy. put it on my Instagram if you want to have a look. Oh yes, please do. It's That'd there. be great. Okay, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah. I'm sure Prudy would appreciate that. Um and then twenty twenty one, as we get towards the end of this episode of My Mate Bought a Toaster, uh, we can see let's have a look at a couple of things. More paint. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Touching, loving the paint. Uh, touching the void. That's a good TV. That's a good film, isn't it? Yeah. God, it's so good, isn't it? Tense. Yeah. Very tense. That. Yeah. Have a bit of tension. Um, and then, look, here's the final. Here's one of the final things, anyway, actually. Uh, from earlier on this year, uh, during lockdown, the Tecto 6-inch Professional Hairdressing Barber Hair Scissors. Yes. Oh, Thank you. Gosh. Cutting cutting your own hair? Cutting someone else's hair? Cutting my own hair. Mm-hmm. Cutting my son's hair, which was so disappointing but it's it's one of the most touching I mean I might even sob just recounting this story because he was so trusting he and what he was so trusting you know he's in his 30s he said to me out of everyone I know I trust you the most to cut my hair because I think you'd research it and you know really be on it Mm. which is true I did research how to do the front and the sides I didn't quite (sighs) crack the back And honestly, oh dear, it was so, it looked great at the front, but at the back, it was just awful. It was just this pudding bowl. Oh, Oh, it just didn't work at the back. And it's a thing that will, you know, really I still find very touching is that he didn't go as, you know, as a lot of people would have hysterics and go, what the hell have you done? He just said, thanks, (laughs) mum. While his brothers were just laughing hysterically, (laughs) he just went, thanks, mum, in a kind way. Oh, you've raised such good children. And They're so sh- sweet. I mean, surely that comes through. All the things we've talked about today, all the art and the creativity and the way that your kids have picked up on this as well. That's so nice. That's so they were good. They so kind about oh. my haircut. <laughs> Rubbish uh, haircut. <laughs> and I just appreciate it because I did then feel awful for ages, but luckily it's all grown out now. So well, That's it, the great thing about getting a haircut wrong. Yeah. It, it just grows out, you see. It grows out. Life it? goes on. Nature Life will heal. Life grows out. Yes. Life moves on yes you see that's the message from today's show um annika rice thank you so much for coming on my mate bought a toaster this has been such a, a privilege i'm so happy that you came on the show and it's been wonderful thank you i have to say i'm exhausted oh, absolutely shattered absolutely shattered if you could paint a naked me though if i'm you- going to okay Okay. Funny you should say that. Right. As with my spare hand, I'm already assembling the paints and the easel. Great. Thank you very much. With blue glasses on, please, obviously. Yeah. Great, great. Blue. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's all about the paint. I will. Uh, Send me a picture of you in the in the buff and yeah. I'll crack on. Yeah, I've got well, I've got lots to <laughs> got lots to choose from. So I'll <laughs> unsolicited um, oh dear thank you so much thank you Tom bye the fantastic Annika Rice on my mate bought a toaster I enjoyed that far too much could you tell it was quite obvious wasn't it never mind she's awesome there you are that's the Annika Rice episode next week is going to be the turn of Philippa Perry that episode is going to be landing uh, very very soon on Patreon I'll tell you what else is arriving on Patreon in the next couple of days the one and only Adam Buxton, who I'm very happy to say I uh, managed to get on the podcast earlier on this week. I've edited it, and I'm going to stick it out on Patreon very soon indeed. Would you like to hear the sound of Adam Buxton preparing to come on the podcast? This is what Adam Buxton does when he's recording, but hasn't yet started the interview, and he's waiting for the Zoom to load. 
Getting on the call, the Zoom call with Tom Price. It's nice, that's not a good rhyme. To go with nice, it's too obvious. So yes, here we go, I'm listening to the radio. Well, not the radio, but Spotify. It's 21 Pilots and Saturday. It's the kind of song that... I really like it makes me happy cause I'm a bit thick. Here we go. That's too many pilots. Please wait. The meeting host will let you in soon. Adam Buxton Toaster. Here we go, connecting. Dun, 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 dun. Da-da. Oh, who's this old guy? You've got a moustache. To be fair, if you are wearing an unexpected moustache on a video call, you should really text someone first just to warn them, to be honest. So that, that is kind of my bad. Anyway, Adam Buxton, that is going to be up on Patreon in the next few days. Thanks for listening to this wonderful episode with Annika Rice. Tell your friends, tell Twitter, tell Facebook, tell your nan, and I'll be back next week with Philippa Perry. Cheerio now. I'm Tilly Steele. And I'm Helen Monks. And this is Bitchin'. I'm dyslexic. Yeah, why do you read the Wikipedia <laughs> page? It's good to practice. <laughs> a podcast where every week we talk about a different person. So how old was he when he first popped on the scene? That's a great If question. you say he was my age, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking die. And we veer wildly off track. Pop that Prosec. <laughs> Available on all your podcast apps. <laughs> That's not right. Uh, Can you not say podcast. uh in the advert? <laughs> Available on all your podcast platforms. Just search Bitchin' or Great Big Owl. We'll see you there. That was all right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.